0: Under the Texas Sky is brought to you in part by Toyota, a proud supporter of Texas parks and wildlife programs. Toyota, let's go places.
1: When it comes to hiking trails... Texas is like a treasure chest full of beautiful vistas, flora and fauna, scenic waterways with interesting and diverse topography in every region of the state. And when it comes to hiking companions, there's probably no partner more willing to join us for adventure than our furry and loyal canines. On The Wander List, Texas Parks and Wildlife Magazine editor Louis Bond and I discuss hiking with dogs. We'll share some of our listeners' favorite trails with their companions, and we'll talk with Melissa Gaskill, author of the book, Best Hikes with Dogs, Texas Hill Country and Coast. She'll share some important tips for us to remember the next time we hit the trail with our best friends. Stay with us. from Texas Parks and Wildlife. This is under the Texas Skies Wanderlist. I'm Randall Maxwell, and joining me by phone is Texas Parks and Wildlife magazine editor, Louie Bond. Hi Louie, how's it going?
0: Hi Randall, doing great. How are you?
1: Well, I'm great. And this episode of Wanderlist is all about hiking with dogs. And Louie, you had kind of a close encounter of the unfortunate kind recently related to this topic, didn't you?
0: Yes, unfortunately, Randall, I am coming to you from uh, my bed today because I have a broken ankle. One of my favorite things to do is go walking in the woods, and there is no better way to enjoy that than with your fur baby, and I have a, a new golden retriever puppy, five months old, and uh, we go for a walk every morning out in the woods. It's been all crisp and fall-like, and I brought along my daughter's dog on a long leash, a big old lab German Shepherd and we were having the best time and look down on the ground and there's a big old loop in the leash and my foot's in the middle of it and I bend over to well you can imagine what happened snap there goes my ankle so, oh,
1: goodness. While
0: I love walking in the woods with dogs, I'm going to have to take a break for a little while.
1: Well, I, I hope it wasn't too bad. And, and I did see pictures, you know, because we're connected on, on Instagram. And, and, you know, goodness, that leg, it looks like you are uh, got Stormtrooper <laughs> costume on.
0: Well, it was a good thing we've been watching some of those Walking Dead TV shows, because I had to kind of zombie it back to my house through the woods after that.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dogs
0: are fine, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's good. <laughs> well, dogs can be a priority in many situations when you're hiking out in the woods or, or in the natural spaces. Uh, you need to look out for them, don't you?
0: Right. Besides my safety and not being a clutch, um, it's like bringing a child. I mean, you're totally responsible for their experience which could be wonderful, or it could be awful if you're not really paying attention to their needs.
1: Now, Texas state parks do have rules about hiking with dogs. What are some of those, Louie?
0: You know, they're very generous rules. I mean, dogs are really welcome in the parks, um, but you just need to kind of follow some basic safety procedures to make sure the dog is safe and that other campers are are not, you know, their enjoyment is not hindered by your dog's presence. So if you go on the TPWD website and you go into the parks, section. You can find the rules very easily. Um, the first one is that they always have to be on a leash. If they're not in a crate or in your car, they need to be on a leash no longer than six feet. Um, the second rule is you can't bring them into any of the buildings. And you might think, well, that makes sense if there's a little museum or a gift shop. But this does include cabins and restrooms. So you need to plan accordingly when you're going to camp with your dog or, or visit. Um, you can never leave your dog unattended, even at the campsite. You can't leave them in the tent while you go for a hike, that's not going to work. They're not allowed at designated swimming areas. It doesn't mean they can't get in the water. But there are areas that are designated for public swimming, and and a lot of people don't want to swim with dogs. Um, Of course, you have to have a current rabies vaccination. And, of course, you have to pick up and dispose of of the dog's waste. Um, And a few parks have natural and cultural resources to protect, you know, cave paintings and, and some very precious things like that. So if you're at Big Ben Ranch State Park, uh, Enchanted Rock, Government Canyon, Waco Tanks, Seminole Canyon, pay attention to signs and rules, ask at the office. And, of course, you know, in this time of COVID, think about COVID safety as well for your dog. Don't go up and pet other people's dogs or have them approach your dog. Um, Keep a distance. It's not hard to do, and it keeps everybody safe. We don't really know what role animals play in COVID, but no sense not being safe about it.
1: Absolutely. Well, our listeners told us through our Instagram account of several places they like to hike with their dogs. What what were some of the ones that stood out for you, Louie?
0: You know, there was really some great responses. I think they mentioned just about every state park, every possible place you could go, uh, plus others I'd never even heard of. Some, like at Kalen Bauer, told us they've got to keep it secret, and I can appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, I totally agree with those, like, explore more DFW. And Fire Tiger 26 and Joe Rod 0077, they told us anywhere is perfect as long as they're with their fur babies. I 100% agree with that.
1: Oh, that's a good spirit, uh, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really is. Some like walking the beach. That's a great place to walk your dog, by the way. They really get freaked out by the, the waves crashing. Um, fast OG pops walks the beach at Port A, Port Aransas, with his pal. Uh, we also want to give a huge shout-out to our friend Dale Blazingain. He visited every state park in one year with his black lab, Lucy. And so he got on Instagram and answered our question about where do you like to hike with your dog by saying, I'll answer for Lucy, Paladura Canyon State Park. And I've got to say, that is one great place to hike. I've never brought my dog there, but I'd like to do that.
1: Well, I know uh, Teresa Ann 46 mentioned South Llano State Park. Um, there was a lot of mention. Uh, you know, Crystal Pistol uh, said uh, Lost Maples. Big Bend, of course, by MC Grammar. Uh, Rudd Charles said Maclean Park. Like you said, some of these places I've never heard of, but they're obviously great resources for people to get out and hike with their dogs.
0: I think they're in every corner of the state. You know, the local parks, the big state parks, the the national parks, um, anywhere that there's, you know, a little space and some greenery and some sunshine. And if you're lucky, a little bit of water running. uh, It's just a great place to share with your dog. It makes the whole experience so much richer I find myself just smiling when I walk with my dog, not in my own thoughts, but sort of in my dog's head where I just feel that freedom and that freshness of the air and it really gets you back to that place you need to be.
1: Next, we'll speak with Melissa Gaskill, author of the book, Best Hikes with Dogs, Texas Hill Country and Coast. But first... Support from Toyota allows
0: us to bring you stories from under the Texas sky. Toyota has been a proud sponsor of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation since 2002, providing generous support to help the department provide outdoor programs for Texans and to conserve the wildlife of the
1: Lone Star State. This is Under the Texas Sky's Wander List from Texas Parks and Wildlife. I'm Randall Maxwell. Wonderlist is a collaboration with Texas Parks and Wildlife magazine. We're talking about hiking with dogs. And joining me by phone is frequent and longtime contributor to Texas Parks and Wildlife magazine, Melissa Gaskill. She's author of the book, Best Hikes with Dogs, Texas Hill Country and Coast. Welcome, Melissa. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm good. Awesome. Well, you know, this podcast is all about hiking with dogs all over Texas, but you specifically wrote a book about the Texas hill country and coast. What's good for dog owners to keep in mind when they take their companions out for hikes?
2: Well, like anything, preparation is important. Um, it, it, you know, hiking with your dog is great. Dogs love it, uh, it's good for people, it's a great time with your fur baby, but it, it pays to condition a little bit, which is easy, just go on walks, you know, make sure your dog uh, is, is in reasonable shape and good on a leash. And, and I recommend getting them used to any equipment and gear that you might use. For example, a backpack is great. Uh, most dogs can carry their own water and snacks and poop bags, but you want to get them used to that. You don't want to go to the trailhead and put a backpack on them for the first time. It might kind of freak them out. It's pretty easy. You know, just put it on them, make it pleasant, give them treats, get them used to it. Same thing with booties. There are a lot of places you hike where booties might be a good idea, sharp or hot rocks, stickers, things like that. Uh, And again, you just want to get those and put them on them at home and make it a pleasant experience and get them used to it so that they're ready to go when you get to the trail.
1: Well, you know, I always think about water, and I see people carrying extra water bottles and things like that because they don't know exactly where they will end up. What's your view on how much water to take and picking places that there might be accessibility for water?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, In a lot of places, there will be water. Um, I do recommend carrying water for your dog as well as yourself because, this is Texas, and, and you may make a hike, and there was water there the last time, and there's not water there this time. Um, it's also not always necessarily safe to drink, even for your dogs. You may remember, you know, this past couple of summers um, here in Austin, the lake we've had blue-green algae in the water, which is which is toxic and will kill dogs. So just to, to err on the safe side, having them uh, carrying their own water is a really good idea, or some way of filtering water for them. The other issue with water is a lot of parks in Texas have alligators, and um, they recommend that you not let your dog <laughs> drink out of a pond that an alligator might be in. So, yeah, I think carrying water is a good idea.
1: And that probably is pretty important around the coast, right? Correct. What about leashing and the heat and, you know, other, yeah. the other factors that can really, really beat down on, on animals?
2: Yes. Heat is probably the biggest hazard out there. Dogs are much more susceptible to heat than we are. You know, they don't sweat, they pant. If you're hiking with your dog, he'll keep going, you know, as long as you do. But you need to watch for warning signs. When when they start panting really heavily, their tongue's hanging really far out. You know, the normal panting is kind of, <laughs> but when they start going <laughs> like that, they're, they're getting overheated. And it's real important to pay attention, and, and when you see those warning signs to stop, get in the shade, cool them down, uh, which if you can get them in water, that's a great idea, or if you can pour water on their head um, so you can get their feet in water. Dogs also cool themselves off through the pads of their feet, which can create an issue if you're walking on hot surfaces. It makes them even hotter. If you don't have a creek or some water that's safe to let them get in, you can just, uh, you know, take a bandana and get it wet and put it over their head. Uh, The main thing is stopping and getting in the shade and letting them rest. And leashes, uh, it's really important. You know, a state park they're supposed to be on a leash, and and I know people love off-leash places, but really when you're hiking out in nature, it's important to keep your dog on the leash and to stay on the trail because some other hazards are things like snakes, which... You know, your dog's going to go running off the trail and into a bush or stick his nose in a culvert and run into a snake. So it's, a leash is a real a good thing to keep the dog safe as well and the wildlife. You don't want your dog harassing the wildlife, right?
1: Exactly, and those are great points, Melissa. Some of that terrain out there can be very rough, and I know you mentioned booties.
2: On the coast, you can have sharp shells. Um, some of the areas, uh, grasslands, you've got a lot of stickers. Um, you think of enchanted rock. I wouldn't take my dog up the rock. I would take my dog to Enchanted Rock and do the Loop Trail, which is a great hike. If you are on granite like at Enchanted Rock, that can be hot and it can be sharp. So booties are a great idea just about anywhere.
1: So what went into doing research for your book, Melissa?
2: A lot of hiking. <laughs> there are 55 different hikes in the book, and I did all of them. So it was over the course of maybe about six months pretty intensely. I think I hiked about 300 miles. Wow. Wow. My, my dog my, had a, a mutt, a big 70-pound, beautiful brindle dog who just wasn't so sure about hiking at first, but he grew to really love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I kept a backpack. I had a particular backpack that was packed with all my gear for, for hikes, and uh, he would he knew when I when I got that backpack out that it was time to go hiking, and he would get pretty excited. So, yeah, we just we went and did the hikes and experienced them ourselves. It was a lot of fun because I got to spend a lot of time out hiking and get paid for it. So what can be better than that?
1: Awesome. That sounds great. So <laughs> what was the most memorable hike you can share with our listeners?
2: Well, I will mention uh, we did the, the loop hike at Enchanted Rock, as I mentioned. It's a great hike. Uh, fairly level. It's fairly friendly, dog-friendly in terms of the surface. There are some places you go over granite, but um, it's a nice long hike. And, um, the trail is nice and big and wide and you can't get lost, but it's pretty brushy and gnarly on either side of the trail. And we came around a curve and I saw something in the trail up ahead and I thought that a big stick in the trail. And I kept walking. I got a little closer and I'm like, mm, that's not a stick.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> that's
2: a big snake. And took another few steps and said, that's a big rattlesnake. Well, I'll just, kind of slowly approach and it'll move away right so we kind of slowly approached and it didn't move away (laughs) he just kind of lifted his head and looked at us and i was like okay we're going to backtrack and find a way around (laughs) and it it took some doing because it's not like you know in the forest it's really easy just to go go off the trail and go around keep the trail in sight but this this was again it's pretty pretty brushy cactus scratchy stuff rough ground but but we found a way around we did not go over the snake
1: now I'm just curious, and, you know, and I hear this a lot with other hikers. Do you hike with a walking stick?
2: I hike with a staff sometimes, a walking stick. I have a whole selection of them. Um, I don't always. Uh, it probably would have been a good idea in that instance, but but really, if if I see something like a snake, I am avoidance is the best thing. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to give it a wide berth. I'm going to leave it alone. Hiking with poles if you're doing elevation change, is helpful, although that can get tricky when you're hiking with a dog because you're holding a leash.
1: Yeah, and even more so, you know, I would think encountering wildlife, that's another real good reason to have a leash.
2: Exactly, and my dog, the same with Max. Max was um, not real, he didn't really pay a lot of attention to snakes. Um, some dogs are, are too curious about snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't naturally, they don't have that natural knowledge that that's possibly a dangerous thing, and I should avoid it. I know a lot of hunters, take their dogs to snake aversion training because the dogs aren't naturally necessarily worried. One of the interesting wildlife encounters we had, Max and I were at Palmetto State Park, and there was an armadillo out in broad afternoon rooting around in the leaves (laughs) and stuff. And, you know, armadillos, I don't think they see real well or hear real well. They don't run real fast. It was kind of ignoring us. And uh, Max was real curious. He was like, "What the heck is that thing?" And he right. Kept getting closer and closer, and sniffing it, and finally the armadillo kind of went whoa and ran off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, what memories! Right.
2: My recommendation, if you're going hiking somewhere you haven't been, is to talk to the rangers. Um, you know, certainly the state park, the staff there. They know their park. They love to talk about their park. Um, ask them about trails. Ask them about the weather. Ask them, you know, wh- what they recommend. If, if they're they're very helpful and and. Uh, approachable.
1: Yes, checking in with park staff is is always important. Uh, you know, when weather is always a concern, right, Melissa?
2: Yes, it is. Um, you know, this is Texas. We have thunderstorms that can come up without warning. We've got uh, places that flood, flash floods. Those are, those are big hazards, and you don't want to go wandering off and be four miles deep into the wilderness and get stuck in a big storm. So, That's one thing that, again, the park staff, the rangers, are going to know. They can say, hey, yeah, there's a big storm coming this way. Take a short hike or or take the high ground. You want to know what the weather's going to be and be prepared. Right. And one other thing is um, having some basic first aid. The most common thing that's going to happen probably with a dog is that they're going to scrape or cut their their foot pads. I certainly didn't want to carry my 70-pound dog back to the trailhead. Um, You want to have just something to disinfect the wound, maybe some antibiotic lotion, gauze, tape, um, and then those booties, because that way you can clean that wound, you can wrap some gauze around it, and you can put a booty on, and, and your dog can walk themselves back out.
1: So bring treats, water, some, you know, make sure you got some cool spaces for the dog if it gets real hot. Those are all great tips. And thanks so much for your time, Melissa.
2: You bet. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: Well, we're done wandering for this podcast, but Louis Bond and I, or our executive producer, Cecilia Nasty, will be back with more fascinating things to see and places to explore in the Lone Star State. Before heading to any state park, historic site, or natural area, call ahead. Also, keep an eye on the Under the Texas Sky Instagram account, which is at under the TX sky. We'll use it to notify you of some of the Wanderlust subjects we plan to cover and give you a chance to ask questions, some of which we'll answer on the podcast. Under the Texas Sky is a production of Texas Parks and Wildlife. We produce our Wanderlust series in partnership with Texas Parks and Wildlife magazine in the media production studios in Austin, Texas. Yours truly did our sound design. Whitney Bishop does our social media. And we get distribution and web help from Susan Griswold and Benjamin Kaling. Stream or download Under the Texas Sky and Under the Texas Sky's Wanderlist wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review while you're there and let us know how we're doing and what you'd like to hear. Until next time, keep on wandering Under the Texas Sky. I'm Randall Maxwell.